0: There was just too much to cover during our first Big 12 roundtable, so this is part two where we cover college football playoff rankings, the Big 12 championship, and the weekend slate of college football games. All of that on today's episode of Locked on Pokes. Thank you for making Locked on Pokes your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. You are Locked on Pokes, your daily podcast on the Oklahoma State Cowboys. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What is up, Cowboy fans? Welcome to the Locked On Pokes Podcast, your daily Oklahoma State podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network. My voice is finally all the way back. After being in Stillwater this weekend for the Bedlam game, I'm your host, Linda Godfrey, co-host of Fantasy Besties and avid Oklahoma State fan. You can follow me on Twitter at Lindellians. You can follow the show at Locked underscore on underscore pokes on Twitter or find the show on the Locked on Pokes Facebook page. Make sure you follow or subscribe on your favorite podcast app to get the latest shows every weekday here with Locked On Pokes. So Tuesday night, I met up with the other Locked On Big 12 hosts, and we talked a lot. Uh, There was a lot to talk about. There is a lot to talk about. I feel like we've covered a lot, and there's still so much more. So yesterday was kind of a coach's carousel episode, but today we're talking college football playoff and Big 12 championship, and we're diving right in.
1: All right, let's get to these college football playoff rankings here. All right? So here we go. This is the first graphic we always show. There you go. Gary Farda, um, as always, representing Gary. Uh, always reasoning. All right. Always. Yeah, always. We're going to keep that one going. Okay. Here are your latest rankings. One, Georgia. Two, Michigan State. Three, Alabama. Four, Cincinnati. Five, your Oklahoma State Cowboys. Six, Notre Dame Fighting Irish. Seven, Ohio State Buckeyes. Eight is the Ole Miss Rebels. Nine, the Baylor Bears. Sad they got dropped a little bit. 10 is the Oregon Ducks. And then also uh, representing the Big 12 Conference slash future Big 12 Conference. It is Oklahoma at 14. Uh, I'm sorry, Miss BYU at number 12 there. So 12 BYU. Oklahoma is 14. The Houston Cougars are at 21. Man, so I just want to mention this really fast before we get going here. Uh, and I'll, I'll give I'll you Jake on this. Um, fantastic stuff from the future members here. And also we were so close to getting an undefeated Houston and an undefeated Cincinnati. I mean, those two teams did not come across each other and Houston was beaten up on Texas tech pretty good earlier this the season. Shout out to BYU 10 and two escaped from USC the other night um, and literally escaped from USC. And also, I guess, figuratively with Kalani stocky, not, not going there as well too. So double not yeah. reading there on that one. But yeah, uh, three future members in the top twenty-five here, and uh, two future members inside the top twelve.
2: And that's the that's the really fun part about this is there's a, there's been a lot of people out here, uh, Utah fans in particular out, out this way, who have been really saying that BYU's going to a conference that's it, it's just not going to be as good once Oklahoma and Texas depart. And all BYU fans do is they just point at the college football playoff rankings. they're Like, are you seeing what I'm seeing here? Like, <laughs> there are more ranked teams in the future Big Twelve, and even even if Oklahoma and Texas don't leave right away. You could have these ranked teams for at least two or three years altogether, and it's as good, if not better, than the Pac-12 right now. So it's actually some really, really positive signs moving forward for this conference.
1: Linda, I'll go to you now. Five, they positioned you all very well. Now, the concern comes – I guess you can't really worry about this stuff, but the concern comes here. Dear Lord, please, please let Georgia – beat Alabama, and please let them do it by at least more than a touchdown so we don't have to hear all these SEC heads be like, well, it was close, and who's nobody's played Georgia close yet this year, so please, God, that's what we're (laughs) hoping for, right? Am I correct on this?
0: Right, yeah, I'm a huge Georgia fan, been lifelong. And um, here's my issue with Alabama. First of all, they moved Baylor down a spot because it was a close win against Texas Tech, right? But then Alabama went to four overtimes against Auburn, Auburn and they six don't win, move six at win Auburn. all. six win Auburn as well. And they don't move at all. That's insane. To me. I like, I get it. And like dudes on Twitter are like, well, it's because the name on the helmet. Yeah, I know it still pisses me off. So yeah, I, I hope Georgia just beats the dog snot out of them, to be honest. That's what I want. And I want us to do the same today. I mean, obviously nothing matters if Oklahoma state doesn't win. So I hope we also just, just womp on Baylor. Uh, Steven. So you always have a good read on
1: the, on these Baylor bears. Um, advantage Oklahoma state, because it, it, I thought Gary, but Gary, but gives Baylor a good chance to win that game for the big reason that he's already seen Oklahoma state once. And that is an advantage because this defense is so damn good. Mm-hmm. We saw what happened. Donovan Smith had a great week for Texas Tech. Then, as as his second or third start, who does he see? Oklahoma State, and they pitch a shutout where uh, Texas Tech barely gets over a hundred yards. If it's Blake Shapen, I mean, what percent chance are you giving uh, Baylor coming out with a win against Oklahoma State? Uh,
3: less than zero. <laughs> like, yeah. If it's <laughs> and and no disrespect to Blake Shapen, like he's done right. a really he's nice well. job. And spot duty, and he played well against Texas Tech, and was tough and hung in there and made plays when he needed to. But um, they're limited without Gary Bohan, and I'd also say there's got to be concern. Like he was in full uh, pads on Saturday and went through warmups, but like if he's not ready to go, like full go, you know his his ability to use his legs, not even really scrambling, but the way they use him in the power running game, I think that'll probably be a little bit limited um, on Saturday morning when they take on Oklahoma State. So. It'll be tough if he's not ready. I, I will say one thing I'm interested in watching, though. Like, Baylor's defense kind of got embarrassed by uh, TCU when Chandler Morris hung 30 on them. And since then, they've been really good. They gave a couple big plays to Tech. But overall, they've been solid, and they've been good all year. Um, so, I mean, this might be, like, first one. I know – and I don't I don't want to dunk on him too much. Like, uh, people just say these things. But that Iowa quarterback today was talking about uh, the Big Ten title game and said – Well, it's not going to be like a Big 12 game where, you know, everybody just has all day to throw. Like, dude, like the Big 12 title game might be the first team to 13 points wins. Like, these are two really, really good defenses and two offenses that are solid and consistent but are not necessarily explosive. So, yes, Baylor needs Gary Bohannon badly, um, and they're going to have to be able to, to run the football against this Oklahoma State team, which is something they've been able to do against everybody except for the Pokes when they played them in Stillwater earlier this year.
1: And, 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 John, because, you know, I feel like that people will check out that score between Oklahoma and Oklahoma State and play classic shootout. I mean, the special teams accounted for like 20 of those points, right? We had a punt return. We had two muff punts that ended up being touchdowns. We had a safety that was involved there, too, that was really weird. Like, that game was actually a game that was played in the 20s. And if you watch that second half, I mean, that was all about the defenses in half number two, what do you? What as an Oklahoma fan did you observe? I know, I know, I know. There's some, there's some bad officiating. I'm going to fully admit that there's some bad calls on
0: both, sides. Oh, on both no, sides. But
1: let's 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 be honest. The the PI in the end is what I really care about, and that was a bad call. Um. So, well, but also Oklahoma State got hosed against Iowa State, so these things are are you know, it's all fair. Um. But what did you notice? You think like what was a big takeaway for you, Oklahoma State? Was the pursuit of the football? Was it Devin Harper just like making the plays when they had to be made, stuff like that? What stuck out to you about the way Oklahoma State played last week?
4: I mean, it was it was the relentless pass rush, you know. I think in the first half, you know, Oklahoma was able to put some points on the board. We saw it. It was 24-24 at halftime. Caleb Williams was actually playing fairly well. Mm-hmm. A rebound game from you know two down performances against Baylor and against um, Iowa State. He was looking good he looked he looked like the Caleb Williams we saw several weeks before but then the second half man some of it obviously Oklahoma State's defense was playing really really good football they were just getting after the passer some of it was Lincoln Riley's play calling I mean they had a drive in the fourth quarter where something like eight minutes left to play and the game is still pretty well within re- I mean it's close I don't I don't think they've even had a lead yet but they have a six play drive and they don't hand the ball off once and Kennedy Brooks is actually making some headway against this Oklahoma State defense that's one of the best rush defenses in college football. And he finishes with over 100, 100 yards rushing on the day. And there's a drive where he doesn't touch the ball. It was just coaching malpractice. Some of it was also Oklahoma just very, very poorly timed mental mistakes and miscues. I mean, you know, holding calls after big, you know, to that create mm-hmm. big runs or after big plays you know there's the the Caleb Williams you know lateral pass that he's trying to throw on a swing pass that probably was looking oh, to set up awful. a set up a trick play gets dropped then Jaden Hazelwood kicks it out of bounds you know for a penalty on that one just a lot of like you know mental miscues and it's part of the reason i feel like a lot of folks are even more frustrated with Lincoln Riley knowing that his, his people have been in communication with USC is that this team was not playing disciplined football all year long. They were making mental mistakes all year long. And that really showed up in the third quarter there. Uh, but yeah, Oklahoma state man, they're a legit team and you know, that Spencer Sanders, I mean, he played the best game I've ever seen him play in that game and Oklahoma's defense. They're not as good as Baylor's. They're not as, I don't think they're as good as Iowa state's. But it's not a slouch defense. They've got some guys that can get after the passer and and really hound the quarterback. And, I mean, he looked like a Heisman contender playing against Oklahoma on on Saturday. And so if that's the Spencer Sanders they get in the Big 12 championship game, I mean, they're going to have a great chance to win that one.
0: Next up, we got a little bit more college football playoff and Big 12 championship talk. But first, college football fans, have you heard about prize picks? Prize picks offers all the props you can think of from touchdowns to interceptions. And for the degenerates like me, field goals, college and professional plus it's super easy to use. You pick two to five players and an over under on their projections, and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. It's just you versus the projected numbers. Use the award-winning app on both the app store and Google play. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy PrizePix is safe and offers fast withdrawals. Make sure to use promo code LOCKEDON for a 100% match up to $100. Don't hesitate. Check out prizepix.com or go to your app store and download the app today. PrizePix is daily fantasy made easy. Thank you for making Locked On Pokes your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Just a little bit more about the college football playoff rankings and how the results of this weekend might affect those rankings going forward. These guys are so fun to have these conversations with. Everybody brings a different perspective, so we always really have a good time. Make sure you're checking out their shows or letting any of your Horn Frogs, Sooner, BYU Cougar, Big Twelve fans know to go find these guys. They do a really great job on their shows, and I have a fantastic time with them when we do our roundtable. So I just want to just wanted to give them some praise for just a minute. But here is how we think the college football playoff rankings might shake out.
1: Any observations anybody else wants to make from the from the top twenty five here as we go forward? Basically, here is the way I, I see it. Let me let me see if you guys are on the same page here. If we have chalk this weekend in the um, SEC championship game, so let's just say Georgia wins, right? Michigan wins, Cincinnati wins, Oklahoma State wins. That is our four, correct? That is what we believe. There is. Does anybody here believe Alabama loses by three? They're going to find their way in.
2: That, that's the thing about it. if it's seven or less, I totally see that playing out.
1: You think so? Yeah. You think yeah. we all get the, the awful outcome? I don't think so. I I don't think we can look at those performances the last couple weeks and be like, "I'm just not sure how you justify." it, Especially if Cincinnati, who's in the top four right now, goes on to win, Oklahoma State gets another top ten win. I get what you're all saying, and I know that. Gosh darn it! I'm I'm going back on what I said earlier this year because I was like, "We we can't trust these assholes," but like, we have to believe that's going to be they're going to make the right call, right? If chalk holds this weekend. Be First of teams, all, I hey, I'm with you You
0: said they don't have to justify it, but like how have they justified anything that they've said so far? So like, I don't know. I like, I, I want to be like, I'm optimistic, but I'm a, evidently being a Oklahoma state fans turned me into a pessimist. And I'm, I'm nervous. I
3: feel pretty good about mm-hmm. what the scenario you laid out, Josh. Now, listen, I'm not ever going to put it past the committee to give, an SEC team, especially Alabama, and Gary Farta, you know, the benefit of the doubt. And I know that we're going to sit there in the SEC title game and Gary Danielson, the ultimate the ultimate company man, is going to be like, well, you know, I mean, <laughs> Alabama, how can you leave out Alabama? He did what it last is, week. He did it was, last week, yeah. Who is Cincinnati played? What's the American conference? The only America I trust is the United States of America. <laughs> and it's, it's all about the SEC, baby. And it's just going to be nauseating. But, like, if here's the deal. They could do it. And I wouldn't be shocked if they did it. But if you're going to do that, like, you're totally telling everybody that this is a total sham and, like, a mockery and it doesn't make any sense. Which, again, not going to completely put the odds at zero for them to just do that. (laughs) But, like, if you want to keep some semblance of competitive balance because this is another thing like the coaching carousel we discussed earlier this is another thing that's really hurting college football is that all like we talk so much about the playoff and ultimately there's four teams that can make the playoff and if we're being honest with ourselves there's a lot of schools that like are never going to have a chance to sniff the playoff right and like the be- one of the things that i think is great about college football is in pro sports everybody's trying to win a title and if you don't want a title it's super disappointing but if you're like a TCU fan and your team goes eight and four and plays in you know the Cheez It Bowl, you can still feel pretty good about your season. Right, like it's kind of fun. Your team won some big games. You go to a bowl game, and that's like that's getting cheapened now by the playoff process. And if you just totally go villain mode, then I think it's going to turn a lot of people off to, to this whole charade.
1: I guarantee, and this this is why we especially like that was one of the first thing I brought up when I mentioned the football, the, the rankings that I, I asked Jake about the, you know, the other teams like, and I've mentioned that a bunch in this show before Kansas state going seven and five matters. Cause if, if Kansas state fans care, it matters. I have my Willie, the wildcat shirt right, right over here. Right. So if you want to go to the gym and wear your shirt after a big win, that stuff matters. And even like to your point, like Oklahoma state making the playoff, even if they get boat raced by Georgia, that cool. But, like – and, of course, they are going to give it their all. But, like, being there is awesome. And as Cincinnati gets there, it's awesome. and It's going to make us feel accomplished. That's why I think we all have so much invested in this round of the college football playoff because who is not there, right? Who is not there? Ohio State won't be there. Oklahoma won't be there. Um, Clemson is not going to be there. And we think, we think, we hope, we pray, we do whatever in our homes we need to do. To fingers crossed whatever whatever god you pray to or if you don't have a god whatever but like we're just all saying look please know Bama. if georgia beats them keep them out it feels like this season's predetermined if you told me right now hey look uh, everybody we're not going to make georgia play an sc title game we're not going to make them play a semifinal. we're going to put them in the final everybody be like you know what that's fine all right that's totally fine they they kind of have earned that at this point in time but this is really about Three and four right now. And and will they make the right decision? And I know we're all kind of on pins and needles waiting to see. But I think I think like Cincinnati to me has been so convincing that, that you just can't look, I think if any team gets shaft, I think it's gonna be Oklahoma State. Like to be honest, I think it's the pokes. I mean, Cincinnati has been so convincing and they've kept them in that range that I just I don't see a way in which that that they take them out. I'm totally setting myself up for a disaster. I, I'm talking myself into a complete disaster. Somebody save me. No, I mean, I think I think you're right. Like, I'm going to
4: play naive sports analyst again and just think that they can't put a two-loss Bama team in there when you've got undefeated Georgia, undefeated Cincinnati, who's got a signature win over a top-six team Notre Dame and a one-loss Oklahoma State team who won the Big 12 Conference, beating Baylor twice, beating Oklahoma. I mean, it, it just would not make any sense, and it would – just put on display for the whole world to see what the absolute farce the college football playoff would be in that situation they've got to do it to save face and if they don't it i mean everybody will want to burn it down like i will burn
0: ground. it down just so we're clear i will burn it's it Seth down. Wounds, baby. i won't want to <laughs>
1: there's my wrestling reference for the evening
0: Coming up, we picked our favorite games for the weekend. Plus, everyone gave their Big 12 championship prediction. But first, Bet Online got a makeover with a whole new look to start the basketball season. But it's still the same number one place for all your football and basketball action this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Basketball, baseball, football. I am sure there are a ton of wagers for football coaching staffs. Head to the new website or mobile app and use promo code LOCKEDON for a 50% welcome bonus. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports and sports leaders. Remember to use promo code LOCKEDON to receive your welcome bonus. BetOnline, where the game starts. One more word from one of our sponsors, Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar out there and you can get 15% off your order at built.com with promo code LOCKED15. It tastes like a candy bar, but it also looks like a candy bar. They are coated in chocolate, 17 to 18 grams of protein, and only 4 to 5 grams of sugar. They have lots of flavors right now, in particular. During the holiday season, they've got lots of specialty flavors. They have a mix box if you want to try multiple of them, and you can find that on built.com. Use promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your order. Built bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Again, head over to Built.com and use promo code Locked15 for 15% off your order. All right, week 13 slate of games. I think we're on week 13. We're in week 12 of the NFL and it starts a week afterwards. Honestly, my brain is in scrambles. It has been an insane football season from both a college and professional landscape. It's, it's been a wild season. So these are our favorite matchups for this weekend. Usually I talk about a game that isn't my own team this week. I did not give them that luxury. I am only talking about the big 12 championship matchup against the Baylor bears. Listen to find out who they picked to win in that matchup.
1: Should we take out, talk about this weekend? There really isn't a whole lot of so. The sickos stuff is off the board. Um, there really is no sickos game of the week. Uh, oh, well, actually, actually, there is a sickos game of the week. Um, well, let's get it out of the way now. It's in the Pac-12. Cal is Cal is playing USC on Saturday say, night.
2: It's one out on the West Coast. The yeah. <laughs> Is this um, like a
1: makeup game? Is this a makeup yes, COVID this is, this
3: is a a makeup game. game? This is a makeup game. This is a
2: makeup game. Cal's the only team that has had a game postponed due to COVID issues. It was the USC game two weeks ago. They moved it to this weekend. It's of no consequence. Neither team is bowl eligible. They're just playing a game. Does so, Lincoln Riley call place. I love
1: that for them because <laughs> Riley place, yeah, from the from the upstairs booth. Um, all right, so let's go around to everybody and talk about the game that we're most looking forward to this week. Linda, you have the hey, honors. Uh,
0: I know you're gonna tell me not to pick my own team no, game, no, you, but no, you may pick it. To you be honest. This week. I make the rules. No, I'm just kidding. I'm I am making orange jello shots to take on my couch while I watch this Oklahoma State game. I have a plan for if we come out with a big win. We have the whole day planned. Also have a backup plan in case things go very poorly and I need some self-love. So I'm very ready. Um I'm nervous. This is I Linda's last be. podcast. <laughs> yeah, <I'm laughs> never coming back. In the third quarter, I texted the guys that I do the fantasy podcast with. I was like, don't talk to me till Monday. D- just don't. <laughs> just don't even talk to me. And then at the end, of course, I was fine. But third quarter, I was not okay. Uh, I'm very ready for that game. I think, like you guys talked about, it's going to be – it may be a first-team-to-13-point type of game. It's two teams that really like to run the ball. It's two teams with really good defenses. So I think it's going to be a, a knockdown, drag-out kind of fight. And uh, hopefully Gary Bohannon is doing well but not quite ready to uh, face Oklahoma State's defense. Linda, cheering and, for an injury. Disgusting. No, not cheering for an injury. I said I hope he's well. <laughs> But you know, you he's hope, you hope he's encumbered, do you? You, you yeah, gotta you think about his future. You want him to, you know, <laughs> get some rest. I just want him to rest. That's all. It's the mom in me. There but uh, I, I think, I think it'll be a really good game. I think it'll be a really good game from a if you enjoy football standpoint. Do you
1: think the Pokes win? Yes. Okay, John. What are you looking forward to this weekend?
4: Oh, Cincinnati, Houston. I really want Cincinnati to win this game. I really, I, I'm. I don't know. I love the idea that a group of five team is right there on the cusp, um, and one that's playing good football seems to have a really good defense and has a good offense to go with it. Um, it. I like fairness, and I like I the reason part of the reason I want a expanded college football playoff is to make sure that everybody has a chance. And my light just went out because I think, yeah, hey, so we're in the dark. It's cool though. Gary Barta
3: um, just cut you off, bro. He did, he
4: did not <laughs> like my pro group. Spencer, of five nope. No, Nope. Yeah, Mike Resco, I need your help. Holler <laughs> at me, boy. Um, so yeah. Then that's just what I'll say about that. All um, right. Um, yeah, good times. Go
3: Cincinnati. Go pair cats. All right, Steven. Yeah, so John kind of stole mine, but I want to ask this question to you, Josh. Why did Dana Holgerson's name not come at all come up at all in this coaching carousel? He's doing a great
1: job at Houston. So that was really fascinating. And and here's my read on this, is that they needed to have a good season because they paid him so much money. But I think that's why. I think there's an understanding there that the Fertitta Collective, whoever else has any involvement at the University of Houston, gave him so much money and invested so much in that program. It's like, bro, you are not going anywhere. Uh, There we go. We're back. Um, John. that, that was Thanks my, like, yeah, yeah, that, that's just my, that's just my two cents. Steven.
3: Yeah. I was just, I was kind of thinking about that the other day because you know, his name never really came up in any search, but the TCU search Texas guy, it kind of makes sense, but I like Dana and I think I made the joke before, but Lockdown Cougar is the name of Jake's podcast sounds like Saturday night out with uh, Dana Holgerson. Um, if you're gonna <laughs> have some fun with him anyway. Uh, so I'll bounce to another game though. I, I want to see, this is not, this is obviously not like an under the radar game, but I just want to see Georgia beat the snot out of Alabama. Like, I'm ready to see it happen. I hope it happens. I'm not going to, uh, you know, doubt the Dark Lord, Nick Saban. But it would be fun if, uh, if we see some pain from from the Alabama faithful on Saturday afternoon.
2: Jake? All right. I, so, BYU is ranked 12th. We all know mm-hmm. that. football playoff. As such, under the rules, they are currently still eligible to play in a New Year's Six bowl game. What they need is they need the playoff committee to bump them either in front of Michigan State, who will be idle this weekend, or, Linda, we need Oklahoma State to absolutely trounce Baylor and shove the Bears back behind BYU and move the Cougars up to keep their fleeting hopes alive. I still don't think they ultimately make it as an at-large team, but the hope is still there for BYU, so go Pokes.
1: All right, there you go. And then I will pick the game I'm going to be at this weekend. My father is a Wake Forest graduate, so I will be in Charlotte, North Carolina at the ACC championship game for a very, very low amount of money for tickets because nobody gives a crap about these two teams apparently. But, but Pitt and Wake fans, I'm here to tell you this game matters. Your mm-hmm. teams matter because tell you what, boys, Wake Forest – boys and girls, uh, Wake Forest – Wake Forest, I remember 2006. I was nine years old in 2006 when Wake Forest went to an Orange Bowl and lost to Brian Brom and Louisville. Uh, <laughs> awful experience. I'm looking for another trip. I want to see my Wake Forest, my dad's Wake Forest, Demon Deacons go to an Orange Bowl. So it's awesome to see uh, them versus Pitt in an ACC championship game. I mean, you know, kind of, this kind of goes along the lines of what we're seeing. I know Michigan's a big brand, but Michigan versus Iowa, right? Uh, we're going to, We're going to get to see Oklahoma State versus a Baylor. We're going to see Pitt versus Wake, right? These are some pretty cool games that we're going to get to see along those lines. So I'm pumped for that one. And obviously, um, to wrap up here, let's get our picks. Pokes or Bears? John, you go first. We're going to, need to win this pick. Yeah, go Pokes. Steven? Yeah, then Pokes win. Jake? Pokes big time. I also own the pokes. So I think they
0: win. Well, poke. somebody has to take the Bears. We all <laughs> know. Have a, so.
1: Nobody yeah. has to take Blake Shapen in his third start against the yeah. Buckets. He's going to get killed. He's gonna, yeah, he's going to get killed. We already watched it. All right, everybody, plug your podcast so we can get out of here. John, you go first.
4: Yeah, go follow Locked On Sooners on Twitter and Facebook Locked On Sooners Podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at John Nine Williams and read my work covering the Oklahoma Sooners and this incredible coaching search over at The Sooners Wire at USA Today.com.
1: Stephen.
3: I'm at some Steven on Twitter. shows at locked on TCU, and I'm excited about this new coaching staff, man. So come and listen to a more upbeat TCU corner than normal <laughs> as we uh, get some commitments rolling in, get a staff put together. This is a lot of good content uh, over the coming weeks and months. Linda.
0: Yeah, uh, you can find me on Twitter at Lindellians. The show is locked underscore on underscore pokes on Twitter and locked on pokes on all your. Uh, podcasts to apps. And uh, if you want any of my fantasy football nonsense, it's, you can just find it from my Twitter page.
2: Uh, Jake. Follow locked on Cougars. It's really simple. Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter are active on all three of those platforms. My own works. I've got thoughts on all things, sports, college football, NFL, all that Jacob C hatch is the handle for that.
1: You guys can find me on Twitter at Josh neighbors, underscore, uh, oh, this a little fun graphic boom it covers that window but who cares uh, at Josh Neighbors underscore you can find me on Twitter you can find the show at LO Big 12 you can find Locked on Big 12 wherever you guys get your podcasts and you can find us on YouTube as well also find Locked on Nationals wherever you guys get your podcasts too if you want some depressing baseball coverage happening right now and the Rangers John's Rangers you're a Rangers fan right John
4: yeah I am a Rangers fan let's
1: go hey, baby actually there go. Again. It's crazy. yeah there you go All right, everybody. The Mariners are relevant once again.
3: Wow.
0: Welcome to Locked on AL West. (laughs) There it is. True
1: story. We'll see you folks next week.
0: So, boys and girls, we got the whole of the Big 12 crew behind us. What an exciting weekend we have to look forward to. I will be diving into that matchup with the Bears. Later this week, thanks for making Locked on Pokes your first listen every day. Now head to your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked on Bets, hosted by your boy Q, with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. I will talk to y'all tomorrow. Go Pokes!